0: How many of your crops are like this? The constable asks. Rostan, the local farmer who asked for this meeting, looks right into Constable Yerip's eyes and says, All of them, sir. There's not a single grain that isn't tainted. Yerip steeples his hands and sits back in his chair. He sits for a moment, thinking, What happened to the few people who ate the grain? Rostan pauses and then says, Well... They turn into monsters. There's something evil in that grain, and I don't know what it is. Might have something to do with that star that fell not one month ago. I tell you, sir, twas a bad omen for sure. Yet he holds the tainted stock of grain up to you and your companions. What do you make of this, adventurers? You hold it up to your nose, the stock which would normally have the familiar scent of summer and the harvest. There is a sickly, sweet stench that seems to hide something more bitter. The stalk that was once golden is now turned a purplish color. Very faint blue lights can almost be seen within the veins of the plant. You hand it to Bofregar, whose eyes glow for the briefest of seconds. The tainted stalk of grain leaks faint magical energies. This fact does not bode well for the people of this village. I recommend the rest of the tainted crops be burned immediately and not consumed. Other foods must be procured, says Beaufregar. Constable Yurip stands and says, well that's the problem. We have no other food stores. We must find the source of the taint and destroy it. Actually, that is why I called you adventurers here. Can you please help us rid ourselves of this taint? So, what would you adventurers like to do? Welcome back to the 17th episode of How to Be a Better DM. It's me again, your host, Justin Lewis. Yes, I do in fact have a name. I'm here to help you craft ever better stories for yourselves and for your players as you Dungeon Master sessions of D&D 5e. I want to thank you guys for coming back week after week. Lately, I've been going through some personal struggles and I am very grateful for those of you who enjoy the show, even when I don't feel like myself while I'm doing it. You guys are awesome, and you're the real stars of the show. So all I can say is thanks. Uh, Now let's talk about characters, specifically non-player characters. For those of you who are the newest of the new at this, a non-player character is simply any character in the story that will be played by you. And that, it's kind of a misnomer because even though you are the DM, you are still playing a game with your friends. A fact that, by definition, makes you a player. But I digress. So... These are the characters your players will interact with and you will use to help immerse them into your world. So they got to be really good, right? But making characters that come alive can be very hard. So here are a few tips to help you make better player non-player characters. Number one, think about their purpose. All of your NPCs, as they're called for short, they need a purpose. Sometimes that purpose is just to make your players laugh and add in some much-needed comic relief. Sometimes the NPC is just there to buy and sell items or to move the plot along. Other times, the NPC is the plot. Most of the time, your NPCs will have a mix or multiple purposes. And knowing the NPC's purpose will help you with everything else in the story. Just be ready for when the players decide to take the purpose you've designed for your NPC and twist it and generally muck things up. You might have a simple merchant that the players decide they really, really like, so they spend way more time getting to know their backstory than should have ever happened. Oh well. Number two, give them something memorable. With each NPC that you want your players to remember, make sure that they have something memorable. This might mean making the NPC funny or rude so the players remember the interaction with the NPC. Or maybe you give them a defining feature that you constantly bring up in describing the interaction because the players as characters keep noticing it like a scar or tattoo. Maybe it comes out in the voice you use for the NPC. The best way to do this is to probably think, is probably to think what do I want my players characters to feel about this NPC or after they've interacted with them. That generally helps create the mix of memorable traits. For NPCs that are supposed to be very memorable, obviously you'll want to make their traits that much more memorable. We all remember Voldemort because he looks like a snake, but we don't necessarily remember what Crab and Goyle's fathers look like, right? As a listener of this show, you obviously love story. Now that you've had a chance to craft your own story by listening to this show, wouldn't it be nice to get some inspiration? Or maybe you just want a moment of immersion and escape and entertainment. Whatever it is, come join us on our new show, Pact and Boom. It's an actual play D&D podcast in the world of Kalygnos, where our characters Jolly, Wolfgang, and Alan will find and meet each other in hell. And from there, start a troublemaking journey with some near-death experiences that will hopefully lead them to a happy ending. Find it wherever great podcasts are heard or just go to sessionzerostudios.com slash Pact. N, boom. That's P-A-C-T-N-B-O-O-N. Start listening today. Number three is you need to know what the NPC wants. With NPCs, you either need to understand what they want or be able to answer that question quickly while improvising during your session. This will help the players know where they stand as well as whether or not incentives align for the NPC and the party. For most NPCs, you probably won't need to know the answer to this question and its accompanying questions because there's a lot more after you answer this. Uh, But for those that do, it often helps to write down this info. Number four, don't overwrite your NPCs. I think a mistake I myself fall into often is either fleshing out the NPC completely or not enough. I'm usually either not using enough content that I've created for my NPC because it just doesn't come up or making stuff up on the spot during the session because I did not anticipate that the NPC would be such a huge part. Therefore, you need to cultivate the skill of understanding how much is enough for any one NPC. I think a good rule of thumb is building out your NPC based on how much screen time they'll have, as if it were a movie. If your NPC is a bit player, don't really worry about Uh, Don't really worry about fleshing out whether they like beer, mead, wine, or whiskey for their drink, but if the NPC is set to reappear over and over, you'll definitely want to make sure you know what the NPC is doing off-screen and why they're doing what they're doing. Number five, make the NPCs changeable. Speaking of what the NPC does off-screen, you want to make sure that both the actions of your players and the worldwide events around you affect your NPCs. In fact, you want your NPCs to make their own choices as well. It talks about this in the Dungeon Master's Guide, but as time passes, NPCs should not be static. Things should happen in their lives, and the passing of time should be noted. Maybe they've decided to farm a different crop rather than farming the same crop they've been doing for years, probably because a magical taint has affected their grain and now they need to find and destroy it. Uh, Maybe their child has grown and left to join the army. Or perhaps they've decided to close their store. Whatever happens, make sure it doesn't affect your story plot in a negative way, or if it does, make sure there's a concrete reason why. You can't just close an NPC store down just because, even though you might be tempted because you've given the shopkeeper an annoying voice like I've done. Thanks again for listening to our show. If you like our content and would like to engage with more of it, head over to our Instagram account, at HowToBeABetterDM, and give us a follow. Make sure to watch some of our Dungeon Master rules videos while you're there to give yourself some more structure and procedure as a Dungeon Master. Also, don't forget to reach out with a DM, and we can talk shop and I can get to know you a little bit better. Thanks again for listening. Number six, copying cool characters is an okay place to start. This is my personal opinion, so take it for what it's worth, but adding cool characters to your story that you've pulled from other stories is totally fine. Most characters are based on archetypes and tropes anyway, so adding in uh, a Yoda-like character is totally fine. You'll never get it exactly right like the original character, but your characters will probably feel the familiarity of the NPC and enjoy having them in the story. I mean, who wouldn't like to play D&D with uh, a character that they really like from a different universe entirely? Now, after you start with those transplanted characters, start experimenting and trying new things with them. Maybe instead of just adding that Yoda-like character to your campaign, you can make him a combination of Oscar the Grouch from Sesame Street and Yoda. Kind of a, a grouchy mentor. When you copy someone else, take the copy and add a twist to make it your own. But remember, don't plagiarize or steal commercial copyrighted property when doing this for money. For home games, though, feel free to play a campaign that features Darth Vader, Harry Potter, and Gandalf. Totally fine. Well, hopefully these six tips will help you make some awesome characters. I know they've helped me. Just make sure you guys keep making great characters and telling great stories. So in summing up, number one, think about your characters' purpose. Number two, give them something memorable. Number three, know what the character wants. Number four, don't overwrite your NPCs. Number five, make the NPCs changeable and dynamic. Number six, copying cool characters is, in fact, an okay place to start. I would love to keep the conversation going, so feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. Just send a message to at Geronimo Levis to let me know what you think about these tips or to share any tips you have from your campaign. I would love to get your personal opinion. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Again, I can't tell you how much I appreciate the fact that there are people out there who care uh, about this show and it, it really makes it worthwhile. So uh, we'll be back next week. Until then, let's go ahead and roll in.